can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Do you need an amazing waterproofing product? Look no more. BaseCrete is the number one cementitious 100% waterproofing membrane with a proprietary blend of polymers and specialized content. An easy to use all-in-one waterproofing membrane and bond coat that provides exceptional strength and unparalleled adhesion, yet remains flexible to absorb movement and the underlining concrete structure. With its range of application, BaseCrete is the ideal solution to protect or repair any concrete structure for use in swimming pools, roofs, terraces, foundations, cellars, deck, etc. It adheres directly to the substrate. No primer, no bond coat. How easy is that? Hey everybody, Heather here on Hump Days with Heather on the Talking Pools podcast. I hope you're having an amazing day. So if you're watching the video, I am wearing an amazing shirt and hat that was given to me by Adam with Big Country Lagoons. I don't know if you can see it or not. It's small, but it's still kind of big. So I'm having to, <laughs> I had to constantly pull off, but it's super soft and the hat's actually really comfortable. And I normally don't like hats, but I actually really like this one. It's got the little fast back in the back. So it's pretty cool. So thanks, Adam. I appreciate it. So this episode, I want to kind of, oh, okay, sorry, I had to make sure I hit record. (laughs) So this episode, I want to kind of talk about overall playbook, quote unquote, you know, your business plan, your playbook is what I like to call it. So the hat kind of makes sense for playbook, (laughs) sports, you know, I hate sports. I ain't gonna lie. I just don't like it. Anyways, with this, I always tell clients well, clients, business owners, whomever, to go through your step-by-step to make sure you have your overall company mission, your values, your vision. That's so big. What do you want to do? Your coaching staff, your... when I, Okay, so let me rewrite. So when I say coaching staff, I'm hoping you have a business coach because business coach helps so much when I say coaching staff, okay? Not like athletics your coach i mean it kind of is like your athletic coach for your business kind of deal and then your managers your employees make sure you give each one of them their assignments and their responsibilities you want to make sure you go through and you do a list of their strengths and their weaknesses for every single employee that you have that works for you and if it's you then just you a good thing to have for that is going to be disc profiling I know you've heard me mention this in other episodes, and if you haven't, go back and listen to my episodes because disc profiling is so important. As a team leader, as a business owner, as a manager, even as an employee, it helps you understand that personality that you're working with to understand, hey, like my husband, my husband is more of a detailed oriented and has to have an outline of step-by-step what to do versus me, I'm like, okay, here is the problem and here's how we're going to fix it. Like, I don't need all the detail. I'm just to the point direct. This is how we're going to fix it. 
You want to make sure that you have your training programs for your employees and your, if you're an owner, not only for your employees, but you want to do it for your managers. And if you're a manager, you want to make sure you have it for your employees. There is an individual that's in some of these pool groups that is all over the place. And she's in a, not she, I'm sorry. He is a employee and his boss is a female and the manager is all over the place. She has no idea what she's doing from what this individual is saying in in the group. So when you have that, you want to make sure that your team is in line because without that, it doesn't work. Next, you want to make sure your business has an equipment inventory management system or any inventory management system, especially in our industry, because we have so many parts. I mean, even down to the screw for the diffuser, you want to make sure that you have this in your inventory list and make sure on the trucks you're doing inventory every single week. Like whenever I did cleaning, we don't do cleaning anymore and I don't really do repairs. And if I do repairs, it's, you know, so small. It's either me doing it or Chris doing it or Steven doing it. It's just three of us. So being a small team like that for the repair side, it's very easy for me to keep up, but it still goes in my inventory so we can keep it in and out. But if you're cleaning and you have multiple cleaners along with multiple repair technicians, it's hard if you don't have a system in place. The number one reason that companies lose their ass is because of fucking inventory. And it takes a few hours to set up inventory correctly, depending on how big of your business is. So go through, set that up and get it started. You want to make sure that you have what I call like an offensive play and strategy. So how are you going to address stuff on the offensive side? And then a defense, offensive and defense, right? Like sports. So that's why I like to wear Adam's hat that he gave me. <laughs> um, I figured it'd be great. I really like this hat. I know, I just said it again. But it's comfy. Anyways, so you want to make sure that you have that set. Then you want to have your business development, right? Where are you going to develop in aspects of each one of your businesses? How is six months from now going to develop from where you're at now? What is that going to look like? Then your financial and your strategy to get to that development that you're doing. Okay, do I need to increase my marketing budget? Everybody has a good rule of thumb for marketing. Your marketing should give you a very good ROI. And if you have shit marketing, get with me and I will be happy to help you with this. Then you want to go through and make your business playbook, as I like to say quote unquote, your employee handbook, your, I'm sorry, not employee handbook, your, (laughs) that is something that you need if you have employees. If you don't have employee handbook, FN, make one. You want to make sure that you have your, your business playbook. Okay. I can't tell you how important that is to make sure that you understand that because throughout the year, you should be going back and making sure that you're on track with where you're supposed to be with that. And if you're not, you need to figure out how to get back on track. So I'm going to kind of pitch point a little bit more in detail with each one of these items. So when I say determine your overall mission, your values, your vision, you know, that sort of stuff, sit down with your managers. Don't think of it yourself. Sit down with your employees because guess what? Your team is your business. You want to know why you started the business. Why? Well, they can't answer that, but you want to know what their vision is for your business as well. And you should know this. 
but it helps to get everybody focused on the same page because your employees have to share your vision and your values. And point blank, if they don't, they don't belong in your business. Because I often ask business owners why they're in business when I do coaching. And it's the the number one question that I get is the time freedom. The money and the time freedom are the two top things that I get. You're not in business to maximize your resources. You're not in business for the energy. You're, you want that time management back. So that means you have to have a system in place, employees in place that understand your values and your vision of what you want to do. If you don't have that team behind you, it's not going to be good. So make sure that your entire team understands it and y'all collaborate on it. So when I talk about doing staffing assignments and responsibilities, whenever you're doing this, any good individual has playbooks. So I'm going to reference sports here because hubby is in, it's, it's October, right? And I did not know football starts now, right? It's the same thing. The head coach assigns every individual of that team, their defensive offline or whatever the hell you call it. I don't do football. Your linebacker, your quarterback, your person that throws the the ball and tackles <laughs> don't laugh at me too much right <laughs> but when you have the right manager in place and you're going to pay the right individual much better to keep them around whenever you have the right manager you're going to pay more okay i'm going to reiterate that whenever you have the right manager you're going to pay more so example i had a company reach out to me that knows I'm moving to Florida. Yay, we're moving to Florida. I'm so excited. They wanted to hire me as their manager to handle their entire business, but more so focus on the remodel side. I actually had a few people reach out to me. So thank you for all those. I really appreciate it. Because they see my energy, they they want me a part of their team. They love to have this. And they point blank asked me, why, you know, what would it cost for you to be part of my team? I want you to stay here for longevity. Well, they didn't know, you know, everything that I do. And so I, I went into explanation with them. I'm like, that's amazing. I would, you know, I would love to consider your offer. However, I've, I know my value and I know what I want. And Florida is not a great aspect for the pool industry, in my opinion, yet, because y'all need to work your asses better to start increases your cost. You know your value. Come on, guys. Florida, you got to do better at that. Start increasing your cost. So... Whenever we talk about that, he was like, well, what, what is your number? talk about that he was like well what what is your number you know to do? i'm like easily minimum 125 to 150,000 a year i mean i won't i won't even consider you less than that because i know my value i know my worth i know what i bring to the table and i know everything that i can help you with and he's like wow i was thinking like 50,000 you know and while that's great i may not be the right fit for your individual budget, but you operate on a two to $3 million company that you just told me. So that tells me either you don't know your numbers or two, you don't have the right people in place or three, you just don't want to give that to the correct people to put them in your business. 
Because when you think entrepreneurs, you think that you're going to hire cheap and you think you can fill the gaps themselves as a, as an owner versus you can't as owners, you've got to have the people in place to fill that gap and you will pay more for people to help run your business the way that it's supposed to run. So with that being said, you have to make sure you pay them accordingly. And if your business can't allocate what you feel that that individual needs, increase your prices. You will find the value with your customers will get there. And if you're in Florida, increase your shit and know your worth, okay? Next, I talked about, I think I said they're um, each, each individual's strength and weakness, right? So when you have that strength and weakness of each individual's, don't send somebody out there that has issues with time management. So if you have a manager that can't do his own time management, how the hell do you think they're going to manage the employee's time management? They're not because they can't even do it themselves. Make sure you have the right people. So small business people hire people to the job and they hope they perform, right? They, they're guessing. And when they don't, owners get frustrated and they can, I don't explain this. So as owners, you can't get frustrated and complain that you can't find good help because you haven't put your processes and procedures in place to be able to get that person there, right? So please make sure you put the right people in place. Make sure you understand their strengths and their weaknesses. Example, when we had 20 plus employees, whenever I was full-blown cleaning, full-blown repairs, building, remodels. We had over 20 employees. I moved an individual up that wanted me to give him a shot as the right route manager. I already immediately knew based on his profile, he was not the right individual for that job. But I told him, I believe in giving everybody a chance. We sat down, we had a conversation. I laid out my expectations of the job. I let him sign the paperwork because every one of my employees has a job description and what I expect from them. So there is no issues about this. When that happens, we went over it and I told him everything. We answered all the questions and I told him, I know you're not going to be a good fit for this, but I'm willing to let you have a try. That person lasted three months in that position and was done because he couldn't handle it. And I told him that. But I, as a business owner, can't get frustrated whenever I did that. Sometimes you want to give your employees that morale that you believe in them, which is amazing, but don't get frustrated when they fail because of your lack of planning and strategy, because you didn't understand that their weakness was this and their weakness was that. So just make sure you're finding ways to understand that because bad players that don't achieve expected results, they're cut, right? You can't cut them for your mistake. I'm trying to do sports analogy as much as I can to cater to you guys. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So the next one that I did, I think was, um, um, what was my next little bulletin I did? I think plays and strategies. Sorry, I'm trying to remember all this from my head. So plays and strategies, right? So without a good defense, you can't win games, right? You can't win those bids. You can't win the people. You can't win your employees. So defensive business strategies are those that ensure that you don't get sued. You don't need to sue to earn your money. You have checklists on all of your construction contracts. You should have checklists and how many days notice required for things like approvals, change orders, notices, et cetera. And if you don't have these things, you've got to make sure you put them in place. Again, this goes back up to your business strategy playboy, playbook, not playboy. <laughs> Did I really say playboy? Anyways, 
that playbook, right? So make sure that that's there because you want to make sure that your checklist and you align with your clients. You want to make sure that you have a cancellation policy that follows what you invoice. And when you don't have it, you put a lien or you go to an attorney. You know, I I have attorneys. I have multiple attorneys that I have working for me, or I'm sorry, not working for me, that I work for. I have some attorneys say that you can't put a lien on a homestead property and some attorneys like, oh, you absolutely can. You just won't get paid until they they do what they do. So talk to your local attorneys because the lien thing I have, I've never personally put a lien on a property. I have sued a client, but it got to the point where I, so backstory on one of these, the individual that owed me money, well, there's a couple of times. So one of them was we put in LED lights because they had a party and they wanted it done immediately. And the lights that he had weren't going to match the same LED colors because they didn't have the same brand in stock. So we put it in. Well, they ended up deciding not to pay us and they owed us fifteen dollars to $2,000 for the lights that we installed with the labor and the emergency fee and all that. And in my contract, it states that, hey, if you don't pay for emergency fees within five business days, blah, blah, blah. Well, they decided they weren't going to pay and they were pissed off because the lights didn't match. Well, guess what, Mr. Homeowner? All of my stuff is recorded and you signed the contract. So my recording, my general manager at the time told you that these lights aren't going to match the colors and they didn't. And then you also signed the contract, which on the contract said it's not going to match. So they decided not to pay. So what I did is I called up the local police station. I put a theft of property um, or theft of service, excuse me, not theft of property, theft of service. And the sheriff's department called them and I had my money within five hours because they were about to go pick them up for theft. And the wife was pissed. She was like, I didn't even know you can do that. Well, guess what? Contractors think outside the box because there's other ways to do this. Now I will tell you that is not a typical thing to happen because most of the time the sheriff, sheriff department will tell you, hey, this is a civil matter. You need to take it up with courts. But sometimes you get those nice people that'll actually help you and understand what's going on. So make sure you have your defensive plays and your strategies and offensive and all all that fun, happy stuff to help you with that. Next, I think I talked about like your training, I think, or I was talking about that. Sorry, I'm losing track. So I'm just going to go into training, right? So let's talk about how you train your individuals, what you need to do with them. When you train your new hires, do you spend one day training them or do you spend six weeks training them? What is your process and procedures for that? Whenever you have this training mechanism and then you get pissed off if you if you're that company that spends one to two days training like I have had the one of the individual businesses that I'm coaching right now. They're they're a large business. They have over 50 employees. They they have multiple divisions in their business and their training is two days. And he doesn't understand why when people don't do what they're supposed to, he can't understand that. And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to fix this process because your process is why your people aren't doing what they're supposed to. You're not implementing a training program. You're not setting them up with a manager or one of your top employees to understand what to do for the job description. You didn't have them sign an employee description so they don't understand what they're supposed to do. And your employee descriptions have to be they have to be detailed, guys. They can't just be like, I expect you to go clean the pools and get all the shit out of it, right? No, you're step by step. Day one, or not day one, but you know, 8 a.m. is start time. Do you meet at the office or do they just go to the job? You, do you have to come to the office to get parts and chemicals or do you go to the supplier? And if you have to go to the supplier, you should have this stuff called in the day before. So it's waiting on will call 
stage we'll call so you don't have to wait in this big ass line because the the amount of time that we wait at suppliers is ridiculous. I mean, that detailed. So when you do these training programs, as I call them, you want to implement in detail, not just go there, be done kind of deal. List your top five things. Each position has to do well for your company as well. At the very point that shows your values, which you should have already gone over this in the interview, but it's good to implement this as well inside of that paperwork. Your project manager example must be able to organize and manage and lead team meetings. That's the point of it. I, ha- I call them project managers for, because that's what I do, right? So my, my remodel is in my building. So I ha- they have to organize my meetings. They have to organize my contractors. They have to organize all of this. So just make sure you have it down for where it's supposed to be. The next bullet support I think I talked about was inventory management. Whenever you have inventory, imagine being an equipment manager for a football team, okay? And you're not keeping up to date a list of what you have, what you need, what you don't have, what you've used, what each employee is missing. Without a good list, your team is going to show up without enough on their truck to get the job done. That wastes your time. That wastes your money, right? Because in your business, your employees rely on trucks, like your, your tools, your, your generators, your parts, your drain stuff, your seals. I mean, everything, chemistry, so on and so forth. So start by making a complete list of everything that each individual needs for that job. If it's cleaners, you know that they're going to need all your cleaning equipment, including charging the battery, guys. Charge your damn batteries for your external vacs. Having two batteries is also a good thing. Somebody posted in one of the groups that they're charging the batteries from the truck. I love it. It was hilarious. He was like, yep, it, I forgot to charge it last night. So he had to charge it from his truck. So avoid that. Make sure you have your inventory. So good good rule of thumb is have two batteries. I know they're expensive and depending on your size, they can get costly, but it's better for you. I mean, every little thing down and put that in your employee, in your employee paper that you give them that this is what's required on their truck. And it's their responsibility to make sure that their truck stays stocked. You want to give them the opportunity to ha- kind of manage themselves as well, because you don't want to micromanage. Like I can't stand companies that micromanage their employees. You don't have time for that. Give them responsibilities. They're adults, right? That's part of their job description is to make sure they have it. Now it's the manager's job to make sure that they're doing their job correctly, which includes stocking their truck. Okay. All right. Next, I talked about development. Whenever you have business development, the key to success in any business customer is development. If you are not developing your business, you're not going to stay in, stay in business. An empty stadium, for example, is not going to stay in business. Like in Dallas, whenever the Dallas Cowboys guy, the owner, whatever the hell his name is, I can picture him in my head. Anyways, build this big ass stadium in Frisco. In order, f- that was a big ass development, right? They have to keep that stadium stocked on the field with cells to be able to keep in business. Going forward with that, do your regular contractor contracts and your repeat customers, are they loyal to you? Do you remarket to them? Do you ask for referrals to them? Do you have an ongoing program to reach out to them to keep buying from you instead of going to other people? How do you think that these big ass companies stay? My, my remarket list, not my new clients, my remarket list is over 15,000 clients. I remarket to all of my clients. 
every one of them, every time I send my marketing out. You have to make sure that you're using a business development plan to do that. You want to also market to new clients. In order to grow, you've got to mix in both of them, not just one, okay? You're not doing that, start doing it. Next, I talked about financial plays. Whenever you have financial plays, I'm talking about without a scoreboard because while I'm referencing a lot of football here because football season is here, are you relevant in your business with the importance of how many jobs are you winning? How many jobs are you losing? Are you getting the numbers every week, every quarter, every day? Are you your sales, your gross profit, your net profit, your job costing, your employee costs? Equipments, payables, bid ratios. Are you too much on your markup? Without knowledge of your financial score, you can't judge how well your business is doing. I can't stress enough the importance of your business numbers. When you have these business numbers, you can then start doing a great financial play for your business. And I hope you're understanding the relevance of my football analogy because I know a lot of guys listen to this and you're all making fun of me because I don't know shit about football. (laughs) Anyway, so bottom line, business is a lot more fun when you manage it like a professional team. That's kind of, that's kind of the way that I look at it in a sense, even though I don't know sports, but it's the same thing. You justify it the same because you've got coaches, you've got general managers, you've got everything that's going on. Every day you have to make decisions for yourself and for your business. What do you need? What do you need to make? How can you improve your, how can you improve your business? What's the right decision for my business? Is it growth or is it step back and redo my process and procedures? So in order to win, you've got to be operating on all nine cylinders, making sure everything is the way that it's supposed to be. And without any of these items in your playbook, you're going to lose. So make sure that you don't lose and make sure that you keep your head up. Well, I hope you've gained a lot from this one. And if you have questions about any of this, just shoot me a message. Let me know. I hope I didn't bounce around too much because I was trying not to. But I will holler at y'all later. Again, thanks, Adam, from Big Country Lagoon for this awesome swag. I appreciate it. It looks good on me, I think. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 